Just about everyone understands the importance of trees, and many increasingly wonder how long our planet can sustain massive deforestation. Not enough focus, however, has taken place on what to do when we try to reforest areas where humans have cut down massive populations of trees. Trees, nature's carbon-absorbing mini-factories, work tirelessly at taking carbon dioxide from the air. Every tree counts. So does what we do to create methods to regenerate damaged forests. In 2018, California alone lost 18 million trees, according to Vox.com, on February 15, 2019. The data for that report was collected by the U.S. Forest Service. That's just a small sample of what is happening worldwide. On June 2, 2020, the World Resources Institute reported we lost a football patch of primary rainforest every six seconds in the year 2019. In this report from the Climate News Network on August 20th, 2020, journalist Tim Radford reveals it is not just allowing forests to grow back, but how we manage the regeneration of forests that can help in a significant way in the battle against carbon dioxide. In a way, money does grow on trees so it could pay to help nature restore forests and reduce greenhouse gases. There is one straightforward way to reduce greenhouse gases, by taking better care of the world's natural forests. European and U.S. scientists think they may have settled a complex argument about how to restore a natural forest so that it absorbs more carbon. Don't just leave nature to regenerate in the way she knows best. Get into the woodland and manage, and plant. It will cost more money, but it will sequester more carbon potentially enough to make economic good sense. Researchers from 13 universities and research institutions report in the journal Science that they carefully mapped and then studied a stretch of tropical forest in Sabah, in Malaysian Borneo, a forest that had been heavily logged more than 30 years ago, and converted to plantation, and then finally protected from further damage. The mapping techniques recorded where, and how much, above-ground carbon was concentrated, across thousands of hectares. The researchers report that those reaches of forest left to regenerate without human help recovered by as much as 2.9 tons of above-ground carbon per hectare each year. But those areas of forest that were helped a little, by what the scientists call active restoration, did even better. Humans entered the regenerating forests and cut back the lianas, the climbing plants that flourish in degraded forests and compete with saplings, to help seedlings flourish. They also weeded where appropriate and enriched the mix of new plants with native seedlings. Where this happened, the forest recovered 50% faster and carbon storage above ground per hectare was measured at between 2.9 tons per hectare and 4.4 tons. The lesson to be drawn is that where a natural forest may be thoughtfully restored after 60 years, active restoration could make it happen in 40 years. The research demonstrates two things. The first is that forests can and will restore themselves. Opportunistic plants will colonize open space and provide cover for those species best adapted to long-term survival in that climate and habitat. Nature will decide what conservationists call the climax vegetation of any natural forest. The second is that nature can indeed benefit from selective human help. This active restoration encourages naturally diverse forest, and is therefore much more beneficial for biodiversity than monocultures or plantation forests, said Christopher Philipson 
of the Swiss Federal Technology Institute known as ETH Zurich. There will be arguments about the finding. One is that what might be a good solution in Southeast Asia might not be the best answer for the Congo or parts of the Amazon, as humans degrade the forest, they may also affect the local climate in ways that favor some native species rather than others. That is, it might never be possible to restore a forest to what it had been before the forester's axe arrived. There is a second argument, restoration work costs money. How much economic sense it makes depends on what value scientists, politicians and economists put on the carbon that is sequestered as a consequence, and what price humanity pays for that same carbon in the form of additional greenhouse gas that will raise global temperatures, alter rainfall patterns and trigger potentially catastrophic climate change. What worth do forests have to local populations, and what is the value set on the world's wildernesses as global natural capital? Not long ago we treated degraded tropical forests as lost causes, said a co-author, Greg Asner of Arizona State University. Our new findings, combined with those of other researchers around the world, strongly suggest that restoring tropical forests is a viable and highly scalable solution to regaining lost carbon stocks on land. This report was published by the Climate News Network, which can be found at climatenewsnetwork.net. The Climate News Network is a free and objective service publishing a daily news story on climate and energy issues. You can sign up for climatenewsnetwork.net reports to be sent the latest articles straight to your inbox. You can also support the network by contributing on their website. I'm Mitch Chester. Please join us next time on Climate Monitor.